0: This is just another day. You could call it Doozle Day. You could call it Beeble Day. doesn't matter because this is just another day. And they know that what they've been doing for weeks now is what they're going to be doing for weeks more. And it's all in the interest of protecting and helping people who are very vulnerable, some of the most vulnerable populations in our society, in our country. And they've been doing it without fanfare. They've been doing it without riches. They've just been doing it because this is what they want to do. They are personal support workers, PSWs. They are nurses' aides. They are care aides. And they are instrumental to how our world works. And normally, unless you know one of them personally, we don't really think about what it is that they're doing. But we all come from parents, and those parents will age just like we're doing, and sometimes they wind up in a senior's residence or a long-term care home, and we know that as COVID-19 has been spreading, long-term care homes have been hit hard, and we have seen some of the saddest stories come out of that. We want to check in on on how maybe we could handle things better because it seems every day somewhere in the world we get more stories about a long-term care home and an outbreak of COVID-19 in that home. Please welcome to London Live someone who has been monitoring this situation, Dr. Janice Keefe, Chair and Professor of Family Studies and Gerontology and the Director of the Nova Scotia Centre on Aging, on Care Aids. And we want to say thank you for joining us. Dr. Keefe, how's your day going?
1: My day is going just fine. Thank you very much for bringing such wonderful attention to these very important group of people.
0: Well, let's face it. I mean, you don't get into the role of a personal support worker to get rich one day. You do it because you love people and we've got a lot of people who are working very hard. What can you tell us about the current situation? I know it's hard to kind of break it down across the country because we've got so many different provinces with maybe so many mm-hmm. different resources, but what can you tell us right now about personal support workers, nurses' aides, and, and other care aides?
1: Well, we certainly know right now that, that as you said, they're they're not in it for the money. They're underpaid. Uh, they're under-equipped. They tend to be uh, 90% women, um, and a lot of them actually uh, speak... English as a second language, so they've come and they're very caring individuals, but not necessarily, uh, they're not, their first language may not be English. The, the, there is, as you mentioned, so many wide variations across each of the provinces. Uh, we certainly know overall there's more than uh, outbreaks of COVID-19 in uh, 600 different nursing homes across Canada And those nursing homes are primarily staffed by these frontline workers, these care aides. Uh, They provide about 80% to 90% of the care in those facilities.
0: Dr. Keefe, when we talk about personal protective equipment, certainly we're trying to get as much as we can to hospitals. How is that supply for long-term care homes, seniors, residences?
1: So that that is certainly where we need to make some prioritizing here. Uh, these individuals are providing care their their the care that they provide is intimate. They're bathing, feeding, uh, toileting residents. Uh, they can't practice this social distancing. They need this protective equipment, and we know in some areas some of that protective equipment has been faulty. Um, And so that's the first thing we need to do to support them. I know in some provinces, uh, such as Quebec and in areas in Ontario, they're shifting some of their hospital workers and hospital supplies to help support their local long-term care facilities. That's where we need to put a lot more attention.
0: Dr. Janice Keefe joining us, Director of the Nova Scotia Centre on Aging. As we look at personal support workers and other care aides who are working right now, there was a meme that went around a couple of weeks ago it started where it had social distancing and you had a picture of two people standing far apart and then it said the reality for care aides and it was someone performing a lift of someone mm-hmm. getting out of bed. Where it, No, there is no social distancing. So what practices do they, do they employ to try and deal with this or are there even any other practices you can employ?
1: Well, you need to, to have those PPEs for all the care aides. They're washing their hands. They're, they're doing what they can um, I think the other thing that uh, some provinces have, have done is really top up their uh, salaries so that they're only working at one facility. This is critically important in British Columbia. But where many people are casual, they, they have for their livelihood had to seek out other opportunities. So, so giving them a, a decent wage, I think, is, is critically important as well. Uh, they are taking the caution as much as possible, but obviously, they're worried. Their families are worried um, about the likelihood that they may contract the the virus.
0: Is the message being heard? Do you believe, or do we need a few more people to yell it louder that we need more support for these workers?
1: I think we need to bring more attention to the workers. I think there's pockets of recognition that that uh, we've under funded long-term care for an extended period of time in this country. Uh, it seems to be an invisible type of care that's provided and in some ways has an ageist bent to it because the individuals that we're caring for are frail, they're, they're elderly, and need are dependent, need a lot of care. But I can tell you the families, and they're, they're true members of our society, their families are at risk, Uh, They're not able to uh, visit with them now, and so more and more pressure is being put on those frontline personal care workers to provide not only the direct care, but also comfort and support uh, for the individual.
0: Dr. Keefe, thanks for helping to draw the attention you are to this particular situation.
1: You're very welcome, and I hope that uh, there's a few others that will stand up and uh, for both the families and for the frontline workers because they have the residents at the heart.
0: Dr. Keefe, stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is Dr. Janice Keefe. She is the director of the Nova Scotia Center on Aging, but is keeping tabs across the country on what is happening for care aides, nurses' assistants, personal support workers, and the situation that they are in. So she mentioned they've had some salary top-ups to try and limit the number of locations that they have to go to. But we knew, we've known for a long time that we have been underfunding long-term care homes, and we're all heading there. It's one of those things that you shake your head over. But again, we go back to overspending in so many places and the idea that, well, where's it easy to cut? Well, this is pretty easy to cut. Well, let's cut there and let's cut there. And we've seen cut, cut, cut. And still we've got debt and deficit. But in this particular situation now, we're seeing this catch up on us. And I don't know how to fix it. We deal with it. And we hope that, you know, we can put that iron ring around these long-term care homes, just like the Premier has been suggesting. And we hope that it's not too late for a number of the residents in those homes.